Hey guys, welcome back to the Bible Unfiltered. I'm John. And I am David. And we are just a podcast. We're trying to take our theological filters off of the Bible. We just want to know what the Bible says and um, and follow that. Yep. So this week we're going to be getting um, into Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Um, we're going to get through one verse because we're going to be talking about something that is central to the Christian faith, which is the good news or the gospel. That's right. I'll go ahead and read that for us. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also the Greek. Yeah. So <clears throat> we're going to spend this episode to talk about what, what the gospel is. There's going to be a lot of stuff that we probably won't get to because we're going to get to it later um, while we're covering Romans. But the gospel is a specific message. Um, it's it's not how you live your life, and it's not every sermon that you preach. Um, the gospel is is a message of God's grace um, and our salvation. Um, so we're going to talk about that today. Um, we both really like. Uh, there, there's an evangelist. His name is Ray Comfort with Living Waters. We would highly recommend him. He's got some really good stuff. He, he basically, I think he lives in California. I believe so. I believe so. It's and always it, sunny there, so I assume it, that's where it's, it's always at. sunny. And he's like by a beach, you know, on a yeah. pier or something. And he just goes out and he preaches the gospel. And what he does, which I really like how he does this, is he uses the Old Testament to um to open and it can be rather uncomfortable um and then after he has convinced these people and maybe not convinced cuz they don't they're not all convinced there's other issues going on there heart issues um but after he has made an effort to show these people that they need a savior <clears throat> then then he shares the good news the gospel um which is you know, like he talks about, it's it, it really it's so simple. Even a child can understand it. Yeah, and I think that's one thing here as Americans we don't like to do is we don't like to talk about sin, and, and we don't like to talk about repentance. Yeah, uh, we we want to hear the gospel where it's you know well, we want the New Testament. Yes, but we don't care about the Old Testament. Yes, we yeah. want the Jesus loves you. He has a great plan for your life. He is going to bless you. That's the gospel we want to hear here in America. Yeah. Yeah. And, and real quick, um, we can talk about some of the things that the gospel is not. Um, the gospel is not God's promise that everything is going to go well in your life. The gospel is not God's promise to bless you financially. Um, the gospel is not God's promise that you will be healed um, every second of every day here on the earth. Um, the gospel deals with the core issue, whether we want to believe it or not, because, you know, I, I understand that sickness and, and financial issues, those are uncomfortable. But if, if we're Christians, then we should be, um, we should be more focused on, um, not this world, but heaven, you know, where we're trying to get to, um, that should be our focus. And, if that's our focus, none of that stuff is the problem. Our main issue is our sin. It separates us from God, um, and and we desperately need a Savior. 
and that Savior is Jesus Christ. And so it's the gospel is not a blank check for, for prosperity. It's it's in your life. It's it's just not. It is it's it's better than that. Um we have that that promise of prosperity, but but not in this life. Um we get I would say an even greater, you know, um level of prosperity that I don't think we can even comprehend. Um, but that doesn't come in this life. It comes in the next. And to get to that next life, you have to have this message. You have to actually accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And we're going to talk about grace and works. Um, how how do you how do you actually do this? How do you um, how do you actually get saved? Because it's not anything um, that you can do except for just trust in Jesus. That's right, and you know the the thing about the gospel uh, is it's like what you said. Like we're we're not getting our blank check. We're not getting our ticket to ride. We're uh, we're trying to have a restored relationship with God, and if Christ isn't at the center of the gospel, then you know I'm gonna be hundred percent honest. I don't think you're really preaching the real gospel. No. You're just something is wrong. Yeah, you're just promising people stuff. Yeah, and then they're not really repenting. They're not really um, making Jesus their Lord and Savior. They're just wanting stuff. Yeah, and and one key thing that that, that we will mention here, um, repentance should follow a true conversion. Um, it's not the thing that saves you. It's God, God's grace that saves you, and, and it's trust in Jesus Christ. That's true. But if you truly trust Jesus and you make him the Lord of your life, you should repent. Because don't try to tell me or anyone else that you're without sin. If you believe the Bible, then you also have to believe where it says, if anyone says that he's without sin, he's a liar. Because um, we all sin. We all screw up. Sin... Um, I think we have these hierarchies, you know, and it's like, well, if I don't kill someone, I'm relatively a good person. And by other people's standards, that's that's true. Um, but by God's standards, even even the small mess ups are are, are big deals. Sorry, right. we gotta look at the standards Jesus set. Um, you know, he says, you know, if you look at a woman, you know, lustfully, you've already committed adultery. If you have hatred in your heart, you've already murdered that person. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and it's 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 a hard issue. Yeah. Yeah. You don't always have to do the action. Um, and then we also see in other scriptures that, that out of the heart is where all this wickedness and, and terrible things come from. Um, and so I can't wait till we get uh, to later in Romans because Paul sums up what I think is 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 every Christian's dilemma. Like, we're we are called... To deny ourselves, we're called to pick up our cross daily, and sometimes that can feel like you're at war with yourself. Yeah, um, because you you literally are at war. We have a sinful nature. We're born um, dead in our trespasses and yeah. sin. So, um, so a good way to understand the gospel is to just look at the Bible. Um, we have the Old Testament. We have the New Testament. We kind of just got into this, but um, in the Old Testament, we have all these rules. 
and all these rules, um, there was a purpose to to these rules. It wasn't just arbitrary. God had a plan, um, and part of that plan was to show us that if we are to judge ourselves <clears throat> by the character of God, we're going to fall short drastically. Like, we, we have no shot. Well, that's why I think a lot of Americans have a... Well, their complaint, I seem, it seems to be with the church. It's like, well, you've set up all these rules, and I cannot follow those, you know. And it's a bunch of do's and don'ts when it's like, yeah, it's exactly, that's the point. It's like, yeah. we're not saved by following the rules. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's works, which Christianity, historically, I mean, there's stuff that goes up, but... Real traditional Christianity is salvation through faith in Jesus Christ through God's grace. So I'm going to read this. This is Galatians chapter 3, verse 10. Um, For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now, I don't know anyone that can keep all of the, the laws perfectly except for one person. Now, it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith. Rather, the one who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by, by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hanged on a tree, so that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. So Paul is very clear that the law is, it's a curse. Um, and it's, it's just that it's, it's there to show us that we have to have a savior. If you don't know that you're in trouble, why do you rely on someone else to save you? You know, if, if, if you don't know that you can't swim, then when someone comes up in a boat and they're trying to help you get out, why are you going to take their hand? Um, so that's the purpose of the law. That's the purpose of the Old Testament. Um, all these rules that that you have to abide by, that's that's not what, what Christianity is historically about. Yeah. And um yeah, that's you know, that's that's the point that Jesus made time and time again when he was addressing the Pharisees. It's like, you know, you all have set up these rules, but you're not even following it to the standard that, that that you know God requires to keep it. You know, like like outwardly, yeah, you're doing the the hand washing and the tassels, but inwardly, you know, your hearts are corrupt and you're whitewashed tombs. You know, like and without without Jesus, that's what we are. We're we're you know dead man walking. You know, um, there's nothing we can do to earn salvation. Like there's not enough uh, good deed and not enough brownie points, you know, to to yeah. make it there. Yeah, and that's that's why the gospel is the good news, um, because all you have to do is is you believe and you trust in Jesus. You believe that that he he came, he lived a, a sinless life, he died in in your place, penal substitution. So you are crucified with him on that tree. Your sin. All this terrible stuff um, that's going to keep you from God dies with Jesus. 
And then not only he doesn't just die, then he's resurrected in power. So he it, it's it's shown that he has the power over sin and death, that that he can do these things. He can he can be the advocate. And then he ascends to heaven, and he is our advocate. So he he appeals to the Father. You know he is he's like hey, these guys are good. It but all that only applies if you're in Christ. That's right. That only applies then, and and you don't get to mix um, grace and works. It just doesn't happen. Paul makes that clear too. If you want grace, then it's just by grace, and it's not your works that's saving you. Now that doesn't mean that that you're not responsible in some sense for producing some good works, because that would be evidence that maybe you're not really saved. I'm not going to say that you're not, but that would be an outward appearance to where people could question your salvation. Um, <clears throat> but I want to read another verse um, here. This is Ephesians 2, um, verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And to, to be clear, I think we can get a little wrapped up in works. Like I think it's a little intimidating because, you know, we think like Mother Teresa level type works. But in reality, you know, um, it's in uh, James. He's talking about your, your works and what it comes down to is basically just taking care of people. Yeah. You know, just loving people, you know, you don't have to open up an orphanage unless you feel called to do so. But but loving people in a biblical sense where even when it's uncomfortable, we care about people enough to, to I see this all the time and I know that you do too, where especially progressive Christianity, it's all about loving. It's all about loving people. Man, we just love God loves you so much and all that's true. But then they ignore sin and they downplay it. Um, and that's that's a problem because these people are showing fruit in their lives that they may not actually be saved through the lifestyles that they're not submitting to Christ. Um, they're not being changed. Um, that there should be a true conversion, a true change. R- repentance doesn't just mean like, hey, I'm sorry for the things that I've done. It's like I'm I'm. I'm going to change the way that my mind, like I'm going to re- renew my mind, basically. You know, you're, you're not just like, oh, man, I'm so, I'm so sorry, God. You know, I'll, I'll try to do better because it's, it's, it's not about your works. Um, but, but good works in some sense should follow a true conversion, true salvation. Which leads us to Matthew 16, 24 through 26. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever should save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life will, uh, for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what uh, shall a man give in return for his soul? So right there, we said what we're talking about. It's like we, we need... Uh, we need to emphasize that part of the gospel where it is denying ourselves, where it is turning away from sin. Um, Cause 
if we're if we're not doing that, then are we really denying ourselves? Are we really picking up our cross? If we just continue living the way we've been living, have you really made Jesus your Lord? Um, I would argue you haven't, because if Jesus was really your Lord, you would have that burning in your heart to not do that sin. Now, there are sins that can trip us up and stick with us for a long time, even if you're saved. But if you're not taking your time every day to repent or find someone to hold you accountable for those sins, then I would have to you know, ask, are you even saved? And I don't mean that in a way to make anyone afraid, but the Bible even says that we need to test ourselves and test our faith. You know, and maybe you have been saved, and you need to re- just rededicate your life to Christ. You know, uh, there's no shame in that. That's the main thing. Is like we're all this is an even playing field. That's what the law does for us. We're all on this level. Yeah. This is me and Jonathan sitting up on behind the golden microphone saying, "Oh, y'all dumb sinners." Like we're like we, honestly, we need the salvation yeah. as much as it is anyone. Yeah. We're, we're just as we're the biggest knuckleheads on earth, you know. Yeah. Like, well, and that's the good thing about um, about the gospel, and and we are all in the same boat. There's no hierarchy of Christians. Yep. Um, it just doesn't work like that. Like we're we're all sinners saved by grace. Um, so that's in a nutshell. That's that's the gospel. Um, now, what we're not saying, <clears throat> we're not saying that sin, uh, if you are a Christian, that, that, that let's say you die um, and you didn't have time to repent for a sin that you committed earlier in the day. I don't think you're going to hell at all. Um, but if you're living a lifestyle of an open rebellion to God, that's where we would question, not, not just us, but Christians would question um, whether or not you are truly saved or not. Um, and that, that can be a good indicator um, for, for Christians and, and non-saved people to look at their life. Are, are you making an effort to uh, constantly try to be more like Jesus? And it's interesting, um, when Jesus says, pick up your cross, where did that road lead him when he was carrying his cross? Ultimately to his death. Um, now, the apostles played that out very literally. Literally, they were martyred. Um, they picked up their cross and they paid the price for it. Um, but in a less literal sense, you know, where where we just deny ourselves. Um, and and a really good way to do that is fasting. Oh yeah, that's that's basically saying what my body wants right now. I'm going to practice not giving it because I want. I value spiritual growth. Um, more than temporary gains, um, and that's that's a good mindset yeah. because I know for me it's it's difficult. You know, all you see is the natural world around you. I've I've not ever had these spiritual encounters, and so um, you know, for me, <clears throat> it's crazy. I was talking to Mackenzie about this the other day. It's crazy to think about the fact that we get an eternity. I mean, you can't even, before you even finish the sentence, you can't even comprehend that um, because our minds just don't work that way in this world that we're in now. But but as a Christian, our, our foc- focus should be on the treasures that we're laying up in heaven, um, not on this earth. And the only way that we even have a hope of any of that is the good news, is the gospel. Because without it, um, we're just not going to get there. 
But now we, we did talk about how through faith in the Old Testament, um, some of the the fathers of the faith, you know, per se, were were saved. Now they weren't saved until Jesus came, um, but they at least were were saved from eternal damnation. Um, but that doesn't apply to anyone anymore. So there's only one way <laughs> to yeah. heaven, and that's that's through Christ. Yeah. So yeah, and what's interesting about the fathers of the faith is they had to look forward. Like we look at people like Abraham, and obviously he was blessed and. We can get caught up in that, like, yeah, God really favored Abraham. Like, I wish I could have, you know, a bunch of goats or whatever. You he know? didn't even care. No, it, it says that he was looking forward to a, a city not built by the hands of men. You know, he was looking forward to to Jesus. Like, that's the blessing of Abraham. Not that we get to enjoy wealth here on earth, but the blessing is getting to have a renewed relationship with God. That relationship that Abraham had with God, we get to have that. Yeah, and because God's... God's grace overflows from the the Jewish nation from Israel uh, to the Gentiles, and and we see that like Jesus came and his message was primarily to the Jews, and then um, even even in the New Testament the apostles they were knuckleheads and they were like oh that's great we have the salvation message now and these are these are um, uh, messianic Jews you know per, if 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 you will. Um, and then it took Peter to have his his moment where he where God was trying to get it in his head, and he was like, "No, this is this is a message for everyone." And then we, you know, Christianity exploded after that. But even then, they were trying to to hold on to it. But it was for the Jews first, and then the Gentiles, um, and and that was God's plan all along. And That's right. It's crazy to me because that just shows. The time period between um, between the law being given and Jesus, I think that that's on purpose. That's God God's way of saying, okay, like I know what these people are going to try to do, and they're going to turn it into works. I'm going to give them plenty of time so that they know that they're all condemned, because um, that really is the essence of the gospel. You have to you have to have to come to a point where you know that you're in trouble yeah. and there's nothing you can do about it besides just have faith in Jesus. That's right. That, 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 it's interesting. It is interesting how God led the, the, the nation of Israel. Like you look at it, he gives them the law. They really can't follow the law. He gives them, you know, uh, a king to guide them, but the Kings are, you know, corrupt. And then he gives, well, and he, he warns them beforehand that they don't want a king. Yes. But they insist. And he was like, I, I promise you that you don't. Uh, but they, they want it anyways. Yeah, because God was supposed to be their king. Yeah. Um, he gives them prophets, but the people kill the prophets. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then you get to Jesus, and he, is, he, can, he upholds the law completely. He's the perfect king. He's the perfect um, high priest, high priest, and he's the perfect prophet. He fits all the little pieces that God had put inside the the Old Testament. Um, it's just, it's just a beautiful thing. It really is. One thing that I would recommend is um, go listen or watch, however you do it. Mike Winger does an extensive series 
on Jesus in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And you will have a whole new appreciation after uh, going through and seeing the symbols of Christ. I don't know how to explain it besides it is. It's just crazy and it's beautiful um, because there's so much there that you don't even realize until you start looking for it. Um, so I, I would definitely go check that out and maybe one day we'll do our own little small verse. He does like the, the dude studies like for hours, but he also does it full time. I mean, I know, but the amount of knowledge and stuff, I'm, I'm just blown away. So well, that could be one of the spiritual gifts, probably like a word of knowledge or wisdom, which doesn't mean that you get a revelation, but I won't get into that. <laughs> yeah. We have our own opinions about, how some of the spiritual gifts should be handled. So I'm pretty sure they're biblical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, our, our, our opinions, I'll say this, our opinions are formed by what the Bible says. Um, not what anyone else says they heard. Well, and I guess we're, we're coming to the end, um, to get a little off topic. Um, I would challenge anyone to read the Bible um, without your goggles from whatever denomination you're part of, whether you claim to be non-denominational or whatever, and come back and tell me if this lines up with what you were taught when it comes to the gifts. If you were told, okay, the for instance, the gift of tongues means that you have a heavenly language. Okay, go read that without the, the goggles and come back and tell me that that's what it's talking about. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, not to start any fights, but <laughs> it it is worrying how how much stuff I'll just call it stuff baggage has been brought in um, by other teachings, and then yeah, when when you actually go read the Bible, that that was the whole reason we started this this podcast is David and I started reading the Bible in context, like we didn't we didn't come up with a topic uh like this would be you know topical we didn't come up with a topic and then make up our mind and go find verses to back up what we thought the bible said we just went in and was you know what we were saying to ourselves i don't have i guess excuse the the metaphor i don't have a dog in the fight um i just want to believe what the bible says and when you do that and you you read these things in context, yeah. There's there's a lot of stuff that just seems to be um, extra, and and that's where I have my own <clears throat> my own um, concerns. I I think that a lot of the prophecy stuff is just weird. It doesn't line up with scripture, um, and and that's just my own interpretation. I know that some people will think differently about that and that's fine but go read in the old testament these these prophets that they were that prophesied over nations what was the purpose of god putting them and, and that's another thing god picked these people they didn't earn it he just picked them it was a gift just like the gifts of the spirit they're just given you don't you don't have to practice a gift that god gives you um, it's a gift, and you have it as long as He wants you to have it. But it's for a purpose. It's not just for you to, you know, to look holy. Everything that we do, um, 
if it's truly from God, we should be pointing back to Jesus. Yeah, I think where we begin to go astray, just like with the gospel, is when we start to put the emphasis on something other than Jesus, we start to put other things on pedestals, whether it's the gifts or healing or, you know, whatever, you know, um, works, whatever that looks like. The moment you start to put that above the center of our faith, which is Christ, that's when you begin to get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what, that's what Paul is literally like trying to drill into their heads so that no one can boast. Not you, not me. I mean, Paul, who everyone talks about all the time, you know, cause he, he, he wrote so much of the New Testament, he thought the least of himself among the apostles. He didn't even consider himself to be worthy to be called an apostle. And that's the mindset that he have that he had, and we see how just how extensively God was able to use him. Um, so we have to have and that's that's a part of the gospel. We have to have humility, and that comes from recognizing the seriousness of our sin. Um, and that's another thing. This is off topic too. Um, but if you are evangelizing and you are sharing, there's a lot of people that are really into apologetics, and that's great. I mean, I think that we should all be able to, to um, defend our, our faith, to, to defend what we believe, because I think that that is, by and large, lacking, because a lot of people just don't know their Bible. But we don't want to get too far and think that if you have this perfect case and you have a comeback for everything that they say, that you're going to be successful. Some people have a heart problem, and they just, it doesn't matter. I've heard, I've heard people ask, ask atheists, if, if God was true and Jesus was real, and let's say somehow you just knew that to be a fact, would you become a Christian and follow him? And they said no. So we just we want to be mindful of that because those those are false expectations I think and that's really easy um, to just set yourself up for failure because you know you, you you have all this and you're like oh I understand the gospel I I know scripture I can refute this and and I'm gonna go you know do kingdom work and and help people come to Jesus and then it just doesn't happen it may be a heart issue um, yeah. and it may be. That, that they have a sin issue in their life, whatever it is, just, I don't know how we got on that, but keep, keep that in mind. Yeah. That's yeah. been, that's been helpful to me because, um, you just, you never know what people are going through. Yeah. Um, all we're supposed to do is just preach the gospel and then the Holy Spirit, um, can come in and, and hopefully they'll repent like we've talked about, um, the last few episodes, maybe you're sowing a seed. That's right. Know? And then later, the harvest will be reaped. That's right. So, all right, guys. Um, thanks again. We're going to try to get back on our normal schedule of an episode a week. I had to go out of town, and we just we both have kids. You know, Life it's, is just crazy. It, it gets really crazy. Don't expect great things for our schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're trying. But, yeah, we're doing our best. You know, please be patient. Yeah, it's not by works. That's right. Just give us some grace. That's right. <laughs> so thank you guys for joining us this week, and we will talk to you next week. See you all later. Bye.